bold say bold 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 uh week one i encouraged us uh, we were strongly encouraged to live bold uh last week was about us about us praying bold uh and this morning uh we're going to talk about speaking bold to speak bold uh, week one, I, I gave this description about boldness. I, uh, one description uh, for boldness is that boldness is a behavior that is born out of a belief. Boldness is a behavior that is born out of a belief. And so when we talk about speaking bold, well, we speak boldly about that which we believe deeply. Let me say that again. We speak boldly about that which we believe deeply. And so my question that I posed in week one is, what do you believe? What do you believe? There's a lot of people who are bold about a lot of different things. There's a lot of people who are very vocal about a lot of different things. You, you, you take stands for, for certain causes. You take stands for certain political parties. You take stands for certain movements. You take stands for all these different things. And there's a lot of bold people. You, can, you don't have to go too far. You can go on social media. You can look on Facebook, uh, Instagram. You go wherever and see a lot of people taking some really bold stands. Bold stands for a lot of different things, and, 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 and it doesn't mean that any of those things are all bad, but what I'm saying is we, it's no question that many people can, can be perceived to be pretty bold and outspoken about things that they believe in. Because remember, boldness is, is behavior that is born out of a belief. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? Jesus gives us this commission. He gives us this assignment. He says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Proclaim, speak the gospel. Go into all the world and tell them all about me. That's his assignment. That's the mandate. That's the commission that he's given us. But as I said in week one, it's, it's interesting that, that we, we take stands that are bold for a lot of different things. Very vocal, very outspoken. But when it comes to sharing our faith and when it comes to talking about Jesus, it seems, there seems to be this disconnect from boldness and sharing the gospel. And I know that's a fact because statistically, the majority of professed believers, the majority of professed Christians have never shared their faith with anybody else. The majority of professed followers of Jesus have never told anyone else about Jesus. But yet we are bold for a lot of different things. We're bold for a lot of different things. I could look on people's social media profiles right now and look at your timeline and look at all these different things. And I know exactly where you stand. I know exactly what you believe in. I know exactly what, you're, what causes you, you take stands for. I can, I can see all that. It's very clear. Just look at your timeline. But yet we still can't share our faith with a coworker. We still can't share Jesus with our neighbor. It's difficult to share our faith even with a friend. Why? Because there's a disconnect. 
There's a disconnect from boldness in sharing our faith and sharing Jesus with the world. Why is that? Because I believe that it takes a supernatural, Holy Spirit-empowered boldness to share the good news of Jesus. It takes a different type of boldness. You may be naturally bold for taking stands, but when it comes to talking about Jesus, when it comes to sharing your faith, it takes a supernatural boldness. There's a, a famous quote that I heard, I've heard for a number of years now, and I've, I hear people use it uh, pretty frequently. Maybe you've heard it before, but it's this quote that simply says, uh, uh, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Now, I, 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 I agree with the idea about that statement. I, I understand why that statement is made because obviously we want to show that, that our actions do speak very loudly and so we want to live the gospel out. I understand that and I agree with that, but I don't want us to overlook the fact that it is still necessary to use words. It is still necessary to speak out and speak up about the gospel, about Jesus. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? And Jesus gives us the assignment that it's important for us to preach this gospel into all the world, and it is necessary for us to use words. I'm reminded of a friend of mine, old friend of mine. I used to work with this guy. He was uh, from India. And he, shares, he would share these different stories about his childhood growing up in India. He grew up very poor. Uh, he would share stories about the town or the kind of the village that he lived in, the town that he lived in. And he said, you know, I would always have to, to go to the, to the town, to go to the school. Uh, we would have to walk a long distance to get to school and to get to the town. He says, but it was very dangerous because we would walk through a path that led us through like a jungle. He said, like a literal jungle. And he says, as a kid, my uncle would take myself and my cousins through this path in the jungle to get to school and to get to the town. To do anything, we would have to go through this jungle path. And he says, and so my uncle would take us through, and he always reminded us, he says, every time you're walking through the jungle, every time you're walking on this path, <clears throat> he says, always keep your, always pay attention to the ground. Watch where you're stepping because there's a lot of dangerous creatures out here. And you wanna make sure that you don't step on any snakes or step on any, anything that may cause you harm or perhaps, perhaps even kill you. And so he said, I, I just grew up with that. And so uh, one of the times I was, we were walking the path with my uncle. My uncle was, I don't know, he was a number of feet ahead of us and I'm looking at, at the path as I'm walking through and on our way to school. And all of a sudden I hear my uncle yell, stop! He goes, I froze, I stopped in my tracks. And I looked over at my uncle as he's ahead of me and he points up. He says, as I look up, he goes, I noticed that there was this snake that was kind of laying over some limbs on the pathway. 
And this was a type of snake that uh, he would, it was a pretty large snake. And as it would lay across, kind of drape itself over these limbs of these trees, if its prey would walk under it, it would drop itself on top of its prey and crush it, kill it, and eat it. Now, how many of you would agree this morning that my friend is very grateful that his uncle spoke up? He said, man, I'm forever grateful to my uncle. But what would have happened had his uncle not said anything? What would have happened if his uncle was a few feet ahead of him and his uncle just decided, saw the snake and just decided to walk around it and not say anything to his nephews? And just, and just bank on the fact that, well, hey, they're following my lead, they're paying attention to me. No, they're not. They're looking at the ground. But his uncle spoke up. Why? Because it was a matter of life or death. How many of you would agree this morning that it was necessary to use words? It's important for us to speak up. It's important for us to speak boldly. What do you believe in? We speak boldly about things that we believe deeply. And all throughout the book of Acts, where we've been camping out in over the last few weeks, we see where the early church, they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And they began to share Jesus with the world. They began to share Jesus with those that were around them. They began to share Jesus and what Jesus had done in their life with those that were around them, with those that they came in contact with. And we see this all throughout the book of Acts. In Acts uh, chapter 14, Acts chapter 9, verse 28, it says, so Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking, what's the word? Boldly in the name of the Lord. Acts 14, 3, so Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly, for the Lord. Acts 4.31, we read this last week. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. We see this common thread run throughout the book of Acts in the early church that they were empowered by the Holy Spirit and it was because of the Holy Spirit on the inside of them that they spoke boldly about Jesus. See, it takes a different type of boldness. It takes a supernatural, Holy Spirit-empowered boldness to talk about Jesus. And on one of these instances, we read about Peter and John, where they were going into a prayer service, and God used them to heal this man, this paralyzed man. He got up, started jumping around, and, and drew the crowd, and Peter used it as an opportunity to share the gospel. 5,000 people came to faith in Jesus that day. Religious leaders saw them, arrested them. These religious leaders had a problem with Jesus and had a problem with anybody speaking about Jesus. And the Bible says that they were talking amongst themselves, these religious leaders, and they were trying to figure out what to do with Peter and John. In fact, uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 16 They say, what are we going to do with these men, they asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows they have performed a notable sign, a miracle, and we cannot deny it. And as I shared last week, 
You may say, well, I don't really see a lot of these supernatural miracles happen, but the reality is every time you look in the mirror, every morning you see a walking, living miracle. You have been someone that has been transformed from death to life. You are a miracle. Say, I am a miracle. I'm a miracle. I'm a miracle. And though just like these religious leaders, the world may not understand it, they may not even believe it, but they can't deny it. They can't deny the change that has happened in your life. They can't deny the, 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 the supernatural transformation that has gone on in your life. You're, you're living different. You're thinking different. You're speaking different. You're acting different. Your marriage is different. Your family is different. They may not understand it. They may not believe it, but they can't deny the miracle. And so these religious leaders... They just determined we can't keep Peter and John here because there might be a riot or something that may arise. So we need to go ahead and release them. But they released them under the condition that they no longer talk about Jesus. And what does Peter tell them? Peter says, look, is it better that I obey you rather than obeying God? I'll let you decide that. But in the meantime, We've seen too much. I've experienced too much to not talk about Jesus. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was on the inside of them. And because the Holy Spirit was on the inside of them, they couldn't help but speak boldly about Jesus. And so they released them. What we discover is that Peter and John, released from jail, released from prison, they go back to their people and they pray for more boldness. Pray for more boldness that they could speak up about Jesus. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? We live in a season right now where we can tell and we can see what a lot of people believe in. We can see how passionate people are about a lot of different things. We can see how passionate people are about their political party. We see how passionate people are about social justice issues. We see how passionate people are about a lot of different stances and a lot of different things. And, and as I said earlier, those things may, may, may or may not be bad in and of themselves. But let me just tell you something this morning. As followers of Jesus, as people who proclaim to be changed and transformed by God himself, as people who claim to be Christ followers, as people who claim to be Christian. Why don't we speak up more about him than we do other causes? Why is my timeline full of a lot of other different things rather than him? Because let me tell you something, you can interject Jesus in every issue, in every situation that this world has to offer. And he will always be the solution. He will always be the better solution. More than any legislation, more than any protests, 
more than any bills or policies that can be passed. Jesus will always be the better solution. Why? Because he's the only one that can change the heart of men. He's the only one. He's the only one. Everything else are just band-aids on a gunshot wound. It will never heal unless Jesus changes the heart of men. That's why the gospel is so important. That's why boldly speaking about Jesus is so passionately important for us. We must speak bold about things that we believe deeply. What do you believe in? See, when the Holy Spirit empowers your speech, things happen. When the Holy Spirit empowers your speech, it displays itself in different ways. And so what I want to do in the rest of our time together is I just want to give us four ways that Holy Spirit-empowered speech displays itself in our lives. Four ways that the Holy Spirit empowers us because we believe so deeply. These are four things I want to give us today. Four ways speech empowered by the Holy Spirit displays itself. Number one, because I believe so deeply, number one, I can't help but speak boldly to myself. I can't help but speak boldly to myself. See, we can speak boldly to the world, but the Holy Spirit also empowers us to speak boldly to ourselves. We see this in the book of 1 Samuel with David. David and his army were returning back to their home. They were returning back to Ziklag, and, and on their way back to their home, they had arrived too late, and what had happened was their enemies had come through and conquered Ziklag, had conquered their homeland. And the Bible says that they, it, they burned down the town. They burned it down, and not only did they burn it down, but they, they kidnapped their wives, the women, and their children. They took them. And so David and his army, they arrived too late. The city's on fire and their, their women and their children are, are kidnapped and they're gone. And so you can imagine that there was this great distress that had happened and fallen upon David and his men. The Bible even says that they cried aloud. They were so, such in great despair. So you can imagine how David, the leader of these men, felt. They were in such despair that they even turned against David. They were even bitter towards David. They were blaming David for what had happened to their home. And if you read in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Another translation says, but David encouraged himself in the Lord. See, sometimes you got to preach to yourself. Sometimes you got to speak boldly to yourself because sometimes you are in situations where there is nobody else around you to encourage you. 
Sometimes you're in situations where there's nobody else around you to lift you up. In fact, you may be in situations where it seems that everybody else around you is against you. Well, as men and women who are empowered by the Holy Spirit, you've also been empowered to speak boldly to yourself. You've also been empowered to encourage and strengthen yourself in the Lord. Now, I don't know exactly what David said to himself, but I'm sure David was reminding himself of how faithful God has been to him. Maybe David took himself back to his childhood when he was watching over the sheep. Maybe David recalled the moment when the lion came and God gave him the strength to take out the lion. Maybe he recalled the time the bear came and God gave him the strength to take out the bear. Maybe he remembers the time he stood before the Philistine giant and God gave him the strength to take out the giant. Whatever it was, he encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord. Why? Because he spoke boldly to himself. Maybe you need to be reminded of God's goodness towards you. Maybe you're in a season now where there's nobody around you to encourage you. Maybe you're in a place right now where you feel like a lot of people are against you. Well, just like David, let's take some cues and maybe you just need to remind yourself of God's faithfulness to your own life. The Holy Spirit can empower you to speak boldly to yourself. Another way that speech that is empowered by the Holy Spirit displays itself not only does it empower you to speak boldly to yourself, but also it also, in that you can't help but encourage one another. You can't help but encourage one another. I can't help but encourage you. Not only do I speak boldly to myself, but I also speak boldly in encouragement to you. Hebrews 3.13 says, but encourage one another daily. Encourage one another daily. Let me ask you guys a question. When was the last time you encouraged somebody? When was the last time you spoke life to somebody? Was it this morning? Was it yesterday? Was it last week? Was it a year ago? When was the last time you spoke words of encouragement into somebody's life? See, when I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, I can't help but encourage you. Because now it's part of my DNA. And your Bible instructs me, the Bible instructs me to encourage one another daily. See, and this is, this goes back to what I talked about earlier in regards to this digital social media age. I don't see a lot of encouragement going on through your timeline. I don't see a lot of encouragement happening through these feeds. I see a lot of judgment I see a lot of criticism for people's opinions, for people's uh, stances, for people's beliefs. I see a lot of that, but I very rarely see a lot of encouragement. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? Really, another question I would ask you is, what, really, what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be known for? 
And I'm speaking a lot on social media because that's just, that's just the wave that we're in right now. Many of us spend hours a week on social media, just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. But I'll be very honest, there's a lot of people that personally I've had to unfollow or disassociate myself with through social media because I just can't, I can't just keep scrolling and seeing a bunch of criticism. I can't just keep scrolling and seeing a bunch of hate. I can't just keep scrolling and seeing a bunch of judgment. Man, it just does something to me. We've been instructed to encourage one another daily. And please understand, I'm speaking to the body of Christ. I'm speaking to the church. I'm speaking to those of us who profess to be followers of Jesus. When was the last time you encouraged somebody? When was the last time you obeyed the words of the Lord? It instructs us to encourage one another daily. You can take your stands and stand up for your causes and post a whole bunch of different things. That's, that's your freedom to do that. But I'm just telling you today that if you're one who is empowered by the Holy Spirit, use that platform for the work of the Lord. Use that platform to be his voice to the world, not your voice to the world. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? I can't help but encourage you. And let me just say this too as well to, to parents that are listening, parents watching online, parents that are here today. Man, speak words of encouragement over your children your sons and your daughters, speak life to them. Encourage them, build them up. Why? Because they are so uh, saturated with so much negativity. They are saturated with so much judgment. They're saturated with so much that is out there. Man, what better person to speak life and encouragement to a son or your daughter than your own father or mother? Because if they're not getting it from the world, I pray and I hope that they're getting it from you. I've shared this before, but like every night before we go to sleep, I, I share the same thing with my daughters every night. And I've been doing it since they were babies. But I, and, and I don't really know why I started doing it at first. I thought like, you know what, I just want to have some word of encouragement for them that they'll always remember. But then I started to realize something, that, that there's going to be a moment in their life. There's going to be a time in their life where we send them off into the world. And I won't always be around. Their mom won't always be around. But every night before they go to sleep, I always say this to them every single night. I say, I look at them in the face, I look at them in the eye, and I say, God made you beautiful. God made you to be a leader. And God is going to use you to change the world. I say that every night to them, right? And my hope is, is that when we send them off into the world, and they start to encounter not-so-friendly people because they're out there. My hope is if they're ever in a season where there's nobody around them to encourage them, where there's nobody around them to lift them up, when nobody's going to speak life to them, 
that they will always remember, though nobody else is speaking life to me, though nobody else is encouraging me, I always remember what my dad told me, that God made me beautiful, that God made me to be a leader, and that God is going to use me to change the world. Parents, encourage, speak life over your children. Spouses, husbands, wives, speak life and encourage one another. Husbands, encourage your wife, speak life into your wife. Wives, encourage, speak life into your husbands. If they have dreams, if they have goals, man, encourage them in that. Build them up in that. Don't tear them down. Don't crush their spirit. Why? Because we've been encouraged. We've been instructed to encourage one another daily. Why not start at home? Why not start at home? Why? Because I've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. And because of that, I can't help but encourage you. I can't help but speak life to you. Who have you encouraged Lately. Number three, write this down. Because I've been empowered by the Holy Spirit, I can't help but lovingly correct you. I can't help but lovingly correct you. See, as much as we need encouragement, we also need godly correction. We also need godly correction. Proverbs 27, 6 says, Wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. Wounds from a sincere friend. Godly correction from a sincere friend that may hurt. See, not only do I need people in my life to encourage me, but I also need people in my life that can correct me. I need people in my life that can help set me straight on things in my life, on decisions that I make, on things that I'm doing that I may be blind to. We need people, we need to allow people into our life to correct us. We need to allow people into our life to sit us down and say, Chris, look, I see what you're doing and it's just not right. I see what you're posting and it's just not right. I see what you're saying, and it's just not right. That's not a representation of God. That's not a representation of what Jesus has done in your life. We need correction. But see, when we're corrected through the Holy Spirit's speech, the correction is done in love. See, I'm not a fan of confrontation. I've said that before. I don't like confrontation, can't stand confrontation, but it doesn't mean that it's not necessary. And so there have been times where I've had to confront people. There's been times where I've had to sit people down. There's been times where I've had to directly correct them for their action. But it's always in love. And I always open it up with, man, you know what? I love you and I'm for you. Let's get down to business. And that sound comes on right after I say that, too, just to kind of lighten up the mood. I love you and I'm for you. But I've got to address this issue. I've got to address 
this situation that I see going on in your life. So not only do we need the encouragement, but we need correction. And I would even argue that godly correction is still a form of encouragement. But because my speech is empowered by the Holy Spirit, I can't help but lovingly correct you. And finally, number four, and this is where I'm closing this afternoon. The biggest and probably the most important of all, because my speech is empowered by the Holy Spirit, I can't help but lead you towards Jesus. I can't help but lead you towards Jesus. When Peter and John were told to not talk about Jesus anymore, we'll release you, but you can't talk about it anymore. anymore. You can't go preaching in the colonnade anymore. You can't go preaching out in public anymore. And they outrightly said, look, that's just not going to happen. He's been too good to us. We've seen too much to keep quiet. We've seen too much to not say something. And my prayer is that it's the same for us. That we've had such a genuine encounter with Jesus. That we've experienced his goodness, his grace, his mercy, all these wonderful things that come with Jesus. That we've experienced so much of it that it's just too much for us to keep quiet about. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? That's why with all the issues that are going on in our world today, all the issues pertaining to injustice, all the issues pertaining to politics, every single thing that we see just flooding our news and flooding our timeline, everything that we see. One of the pushbacks that I get when we have these discussions is why do you got to keep bringing Jesus up in all of this? We need action. We don't need prayer. We need action. We don't need the church. We need action. And I understand the, 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 the stance and thought process behind it. Because the reality is some of these folks have never had a genuine encounter with Jesus. But see, when you come to know Jesus and what he can do, and what he's capable of, you know he's the solution for everything the world has. You know there's no better solution than Jesus. And because my speech is empowered by the Holy Spirit, I can't help but lead you towards Jesus. I can't help but talk about him. Because the Holy Spirit empowers us to bear witness of Jesus, to talk about Jesus, to represent Jesus. And that's my goal for today. That's my goal for this series is that we would be bold, to, bold enough to talk about Jesus. Bold enough. Bold enough to share him with the world. Bold enough to share with the rest of the world what he's done in our lives. Bold enough to talk with a coworker about our faith in him. Bold enough to talk with a, a friend or a family member about our faith in him. We could talk about a lot of other things. 
We could talk a lot about a lot of the other issues that are currently going on, current event issues that are going on, and I get that. It's in our faces. We can't help it. But if that's all you're known for, then we may need a shift. We may need a shift in our priorities. We may need a shift in what we focus on. What do you believe in? What do you believe in? I love you. And I'm for you. But I feel like this is an opportunity for correction. I feel like this is an opportunity to get things aligned right again. that as followers of Jesus, let our timelines be flooded with encouragement. Let our timelines be flooded with love. Let our timelines be flooded with Jesus as the only solution to the world's problems. And I won't share this with the rest of the world because I know a lot of them won't get that but I believe I can share this with the church. Whether you're in here or watching online, may we speak boldly for him. May we speak boldly for what he's done in my life. He's been way too good for me to keep quiet now. What do you believe in? Let's stand to our feet. Speak bold. Speak bold. Again, as we do every week, if you need more of Holy Spirit-empowered boldness, I'm not talking about a natural boldness. I'm not talking about the boldness you were born with. I'm talking about a Holy Spirit-empowered boldness that gives you the courage enough to talk about Jesus. To a lost and dying world, just lift your hands to the Lord. Father, we come before you today. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Your Holy Spirit that is on the inside of us your Holy Spirit that strengthens and empowers us. Lord, there's a lot of other things we can be known for. But Lord, I'd rather be known for you. I'd rather be known for you, Jesus. I'd rather be known for what you've done in my life. I'd rather be known for what you can do in the lives of other people, God. I thank you that you are using someone like me that you're using us to speak for you. Lord, may we use our platforms to represent you. Lord, forgive us if we've used platforms for a lot of other things. Forgive us if we haven't been encouraging one another as you 
command us to forgive us if we haven't been lifting up one another as you've commanded us to forgive us if we haven't been lovingly correcting one another as you've commanded us to forgive us for not sharing our faith as you assigned us to do. And Father, we pray that from this day forward that we would walk with a renewed boldness in the Holy Spirit to represent you to this lost and dying world. May everything I say, may everything that I post bring you glory. May it honor you. May it represent you well. May it be light in the darkness. May it be hope for the world. We thank you for boldness in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Are you grateful for the boldness of the Holy Spirit?